Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to this special edition of The Three Count on a Wednesday. My name is Chaz Evans, and like I said, this is a special edition of The Three Count. We're coming to you on a Wednesday. Well, hopefully you're hearing this on a Wednesday, but if not, this is a Thursday or a Friday or Saturday or a Sunday. Hopefully you're not listening to this on a Monday because then we would have had another episode out by then. So, But anyway, always with me are... My fine co-host, introducing first, he is the Red Dog, Cliff Miller. And now my catchphrase. That, that's it, that, that's my oh, catchphrase. Okay. Alright, cool, cool, cool. And with me, he's now known as Napster, he's also known as Little JJ, and he also just celebrated a birthday yesterday, which is March the 9th. And that's my little brother, Joshua Evans. Um, I want to request the name change. I'm no longer little JJ. I'm legal now, guys. Guys, I'm legal. <laughs> okay, I'm legal. Napster. <laughs> that face. <laughs> All right, fine. You need you won't be little JJ no more. You're just JJ. <laughs> yeah, I'm stepping up. Remember stepping guys, up. Improving. Calling line wire. Baby steps. <laughs> well, as we can see, there is a there is a missing party. Uh, the is not here. Um, apparently, I heard that the coronavirus probably hit his house, and he's being quarantined, so he's not going to be able to make it in the studio for today's show. We wish Chris Idle a uh, speedy recovery, and, uh, and um, well, we hope he had a good life. So, <laughs> we're going to go get right into uh, this show here. We're going to start. Now we know today's a special edition. It's a Tuesday, so we're going to get right into talking about probably the hot topic, and that is this past Sunday was the Elimination Chamber. Yep, the yearly pay-per-view Elimination Chamber went down, and eh, mixed reviews. Some people liked it. Some people hated it. Some people think it wasn't needed. So... Today's start-up question, start-up topic, debate. Did we really need the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view? Let's start with you, Cliff. We'll go with you, JJ, and I'll end us off on that one. I'm going to ask the real question. Did we need Super Letdown? 
The answer to that riddle is no, we didn't need a Saudi show, even though they're contractually obligated to hold that. And, you know, currently WWE's in a lawsuit for uh, the Saudi shoes, but we're not going to get into that topic. Um, Elimination Chamber, I feel, was um, a lot of downs and a few ups. Did we necessarily need it? Um, I don't know. This is one of those gimmick matches or those gimmick pay-per-views that, like, you you really don't need because you can put it on another show and it the elimination chamber is meant to settle like a massive debate on who's going to be the number one contender not necessarily like a setup for like wrestlemania and i think we're missing we're, we're that's what we're missing you know what i mean it was like we had the tag titles in there and they could have been defended on any other show. You could have had the six-pack challenge and done whatever, gauntlet matches, whatever. It doesn't fucking matter. You could have done any of those shows. But I just, I don't know, man. We all knew already that Shayna was going to win. So to have her go in there. Oh, spoilers, by the way. Shayna won, um, in case you didn't know and didn't watch Raw. Um, shut up. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, first of all, I'm going to pause you on that one. If you didn't, if you, first of all, if you didn't know Shayna won when they announced the match, shame on you. Shame on you. That's all I have to say on that. Shame on you. I thought Oscar was going to win. You know what? You're a liar. That's what you are. You're you're 19. That's why you thought Oscar was going to win. Uh, anyway. No, he, he's I'm definitely eight, not 19, eight, but don't, don't give him that one. He's 18. <laughs> <laughs> don't give him that. <laughs> Took a time travel machine. Now I'm 19. I tried. I tried. Yeah, I tried to put you in a time chamber. It just didn't work out. Anyway, Aww. so <laughs> it works in reverse. Um, so yeah, I think I think knowing those two results were kind of going to be massive anyway. So we knew Shayna was going to win. Um, I guess the Daniel Bryan match was pretty good. I didn't like the fact that Aleister Black was a setup match for the Undertaker and AJ, even though we knew that's what it was. I. In I guess long term wise, no, we didn't really need the pay per view because of what happened with Super Letdown and um, you know going into WrestleMania. I just think no pay per view should happen between Royal Rumble to WrestleMania. It should just be a straight shot. What about you, JJ? Did we need this pay per view? Huh. I'm gonna say yes and no. And here's why. <laughs> now, why? Here's here, I'm going to explain it. We needed to build up Shayna, Shayner. I'm calling Shayner from now on. We need to build up Shayner. We need to build her up as a freaking heel. Like a dominant heel that could take on Becky. Because Becky's pretty much been smashing the women's division for the past like year yeah so even though we know go we knew going into it oh shaner's gonna win spoilers but i think that it just just to build her up to make her seem so dominant even though i didn't i think that she should have came in last and dominated everybody so like other wrestlers could get like some spots in or something but like I it, it was needed, but then also I also agree with Cliff. It's like it's just filler. Like Elimination Chamber was filler. We already knew a lot of the matches going into it, and we already knew that a lot of these matches were just build ups, and it wasn't necessary to an extent because we already knew some of the matches of WrestleMania before going into Elimination Chamber. So uh, yeah, that's my take on it. 
Okay, so here's the thing. I'm, I, I agree. No, we didn't need an elimination chamber. I'm going to tell you right there and there. No, this pay-per-view was a waste of my time. The fact that I actually sat and watched this pay-per-view and went to someone else's house and watched this pay-per-view. Oh, bless your soul. Means, you know. I mean, listen. Like you said, this was filler. I felt like I was watching an anime episode. Naruto this was filler. Yeah, this was, this was Naruto filler. That's what Elimination Chamber was. We already knew Shayna was facing Becky. We knew Shayna was facing Becky. Honestly, we had, we had our suspicions after WrestleMania last year. After WrestleMania last year, when Becky beat Ronda, okay. We was like, oh, well, they got, if they don't do Becky and Ronda, you know, one-on-one next year, they gotta go Shayna. Okay, we knew that. Okay? Boom. That's that. That's all. That, that's, like you said, this whole pay-per-view really was just for them to show that Shayna was a badass. You could have did that on a Monday Night Raw. Half these matches that were on here could have been on Monday Night Raw or two, oh, I'm gonna say Tuesday Night Smackdown. What year am I in? Friday Night Smackdown. Like, this was the most, this could, this was Roadblock 2.0. Ooh. Yo, yes. Yes, it was. 100% it was. That's what I, this was. This, this could have been a live event. And you could just, just put it on the network and just say, here, give, here's a nice show for you guys to watch on a Sunday evening. Cause, you know, daylight saving time. Man, this was stupid. This was crazy. It was a waste of four hours. To watch matches I could have seen on the network or on free TV. The only good thing that came out of it was Daniel Bryan and Drew Gulak put on a wrestling match. Ding, 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 ding. So what The Undertaker showed up? Who cares? He does this every year now. But it's The Undertaker. Who cares? As AJ said, as AJ said on Monday Night Raw. He's old man and should have retired ten years ago. I would have said ten, but like maybe like five. Good gracious! This pay per view was a sham, and WWE should be ashamed of themselves for making people in Philadelphia pay. The Philadelphia crowd wasn't even hyped, and Philadelphia is a wrestling, wrestling city. city. <laughs> what do you know about Philadelphia crowds? They tables, get wild. Ladders and chairs. Tables, ladders and chairs. That Philly crowd gets wild. That that Philly crowd was silent. Only I honestly could not honestly remember a kick-ass pop, except for probably The Undertaker, because fuck, it's The Undertaker. But nope, this was a wasted, waste, waste, a waste. It was filler. I could have literally went back and watched this show after WrestleMania, just for curiosity. <laughs> I just so this is this is what I find interesting, right? So JJ said that we needed to have Shayna be a dominant heel, but she already did. She already became a dominant monster when she beat both Becky and Bailey at Survivor Series. She eliminated half of the field at Royal Rumble. She didn't have to be in the elimination chamber. You wanted her to face Asuka to see who's going to go on to WrestleMania. You put that on Raw and let her dominate Asuka. That's just, that's simple because Liv, let's be real, Liv, Sarah, Ruby, and Natty were never going to be a part of that. That wasn't it. It was just, you were trying to set up a matchup between Asuka and Shayna. And guess what? It was a one-on-one match that you could have had on Raw the next night. Like, it just, it was a wash, man. Fuck that pay-per-view. 
Like, if you, it, like, listen, and the thing is this. Now, I don't want to discredit the performers now. Like, they did what, you know, for what they were given, they did good. It just so happened that Liv, uh, Ruby, Sarah Logan, and Natty were the sacrificial lambs. If you're gonna, if, you, if they were gonna do this, do this plan, and they were gonna do the whole, okay, we gotta, you know, make Shannon look like a badass, have her dominate, and walk right through, you know, she's in a cage, she's a cage fighter. Okay, that's cool and all. But, I mean, I've said this before, the raw, the raw women's side does not have established people like the SmackDown women's they roster have, does. They have one established person. Becky and Charlotte. And Charlotte's, is, is, you know, is doing stuff with NXT. So at this point, it's like, you should have just did the one-on-one match with Asuka and Shayna at Elimination Chamber. And then you could have did another, you could have, I don't know, maybe use the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions Elimination Chamber. Have just two Elimination Chamber matches with tag teams. Since you don't want to do the men ta- uh, Elimination Chamber because you want to give Big Daddy Roman just a title shot against Big Old Fuck Goldberg. I like how you said, you said Big Daddy Roman, you're stealing my stuff. Oh, uh, whatever. I'm still, gimmick infringement, sue me for it. Like, <laughs> honestly, here's the thing. Elimination Chamber. He's 18 I, now, he can sue you for it. Oh, you're just right. Saying. You're right. Never mind. <laughs> but, oh, no, man, I think Elimination Chamber, for what it was worth, it wasn't a bad show. I will give that. It wasn't bad. It's just, I could have seen all this the next night on Raw. Yeah. I agree. Except for the two, you know, chamber matches, I could have seen everything else on Raw or on SmackDown for free. For free. On cable. I mean, technically, if you signed up for the WWE Network yesterday, you could have seen, you know, Elimination Chamber for free. But I highly highly doubt this pay-per-view got any subscriptions uh, buys on that. I didn't honestly, <laughs> I don't think anyone's subscribing to the network because of Elimination Chamber this month. If, if anything, they probably Oopsie. signed up for the Saudi show. That's probably what they signed up for. They weren't signing up for the Elimination Chamber. Thank oh, you for those on. donating your blood money. Exactly, blood money. But we're going to move on. I, I so, signed up for the network you did. for Elimination Chamber. How are you going to sign up for the network and you using mine? <laughs> that's what you tell everybody no it's like oh yeah I, I absolutely not i'm not they, i'm gonna tell these people the truth you be i get mooching off of my network you're mooching off my disney plus mooching off my hulu you 18 get a job you pay for your own Jeez, moving on next topic all right we're gonna move on to the next night and uh Calm yourself down, JJ. God, wipe your mouth. I hear spitting up milk and stuff. What? It's not milk. It's fruit punch. Fruit punch, man. That, that makes it worse. Good gracious, y'all. It's, this it's is why I need Chris Idol here. Goodness gracious. He, he, he keeps seeing. I keep Cliff saying, and Chris Idol keeps you saying, JJ. <laughs> so the next topic. We're going to move on to the next night on Monday Night Raw. The anticipation Honestly, this is probably everyone's, you know, main reason for tuning in on Monday Night Raw. It's the probably the best storyline in WWE and possibly in all of wrestling right now is Randy Orton versus Edge. This is Edge's return to Raw after Randy Orton was being a despicable human being. He hurt Matt Hardy and sent him into a uh, another dimension, sent him packing to AEW. <laughs> 
Uh, Randy Orton also beat the crap out of his wife, Beth Phoenix, who is a Hall of Famer. Gave her an RKO. So this was the big pay. This was the big return, right? And they, well, a lot of people, uh, before I go, a lot of people have, if, have their doubts about this segment. Some people liked it. Some people didn't like it. And some people, mm, yeah, they thought it was cool or whatnot. But listen, we're going to talk about it because I have a very personal, very, very personal opinion about it. So I'm going to go first. But the topic is, did WWE ruin the edge in Orton storyline last night? If I don't think they ruined it. I think this was the stupidest thing WWE creative could have done. They had the ball. They this this is just like that commercial that Geico commercial with the with the freshman and the dollar and he's like oh 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 there you go oh you almost got it gotta be quicker than that. <laughs> Listen, what in God's green earth did MVP have anything to do with Edge or Randy Orton? Okay, yeah. And any of their careers? Yeah. I have to ask you that question. What did what you have what a point. So, you have what a point. significance? The MVP have for He's any from, of this story. He's from the ruthless aggression era. Fuck that shit. <laughs> well, there was that no, one time he, he, he. that MVP and Randy Orton had that ten man tag match in the Staples Centers when like they were the Nuggets versus the Lakers, like that that interaction. Otherwise, I don't fucking know. Funny thing is, I I I, I specifically remember that tag match. You said why. I've said, and that you brought it up, I do remember that, but no, bullcrap. So anyway, <laughs> that's number one. If they wanted to do that, and I, you know, no, we're, we're, we'll just stick with MVP there. We'll, we'll, we'll MVP, okay, no correlation, no relation whatsoever. Okay, that's number one. Number two, why, why is Edge getting out the car not selling an injury? No, 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 no. What you want me to he's say? He's a Hall of Famer. He's a Hall he's of Famer. He's old as shit. Hasn't, he's old as shit. Hasn't wrestled for nine years. He had a neck injury. And he had his brains caved in. His brains were smashed in between two steel chairs. And you mean to tell me six weeks later, he's just, oh, he's just crazy edge. He's Superman. Bull crap. Done it. Even if, I don't give a f- <laughs> Some damn Cena. Not selling nothing. Then what happens? What? Oh, he hits an RKO on Edge. Why don't you just fucking give me the match at this point? This should, Edge should not have touched Orton. If anything, Edge should have tried to go for the RKO or at least try to go for a spear, and Randy gets out. You should have saved that. If you, if you were going to do... That's Randy's finisher. If Edge was going to hit Randy with the RKO out of nowhere, wouldn't you have rather? Wouldn't it have been cooler to see it at WrestleMania? Yeah, and have that, have that be one, two, down. Have that be a false finish? Do you know how the crowd would bite on that? Not that the crowd wouldn't still bite at WrestleMania for it, but think about it. Like, what? And you give it to me on Monday Night Raw? And the Raw after that bullcrap elimination chamber? And I'm not done yet. <laughs> There's more. Edge is your baby face, right? Why is he hitting MVP? <laughs> Why is he Whoa, wait, 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 wait. I can answer that. 
So he hit MVP because MVP brought up his wife. He asked how he was doing. I understand. Didn't he get speared for that? Yeah, but That's that. No, he he's like, a perfect example out of you. Yeah, it would. Uh, and guess what? I would, I would, I would agree with that. If it, if MVP wasn't in that position, if it was somebody that actually mattered, there are so many ways they could with this story. They could have been. Where the fuck is Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins? Oh, radio, tell me everything you know. I'll get a help, Beth. Why can't <laughs> help out? Like, what? Come out there and tell it. Calm down, man. Like, wait, you know, your mental, uh, you see the same thing that uh, MVP did. You know, your mental's not right. You, you know, you're, you're, and you're emotional. Like, and then Edge could beat the crap with them with two chairs, and that would make more sense. And it's like, Oh shit, like, whoa, aren't they his friends? Then Edge can go, Randy, if these are my friends, if I see I did the them, what do you think I'm gonna do to you? That's 15 times better than what they did last night. And what? Edge, Edge just stood there, watched Orton, he RKO'd his wife. If he RKO'd my wife, I'm running after his ass, and I'm gonna catch him before he leaves out the building. No. Five feet away, he sits there and stand there and lets Orton sit there and look at him. And what Orton does is stand there looking like, oh, my God. If I was Orton, why would I care? Why would I be so concerned that he hit MVP? Like, oh, I don't give a Like, what? what? Like, go ahead, bro. Do what you got to do. Like, what does that guy do with me? Like, just, it, it was, it, it made no sense. Like, I, I, they, they, I don't think they ruined it, but they could 15 times better than what they did last night on Monday Night Raw. That's my opinion, but I, yeah, I, I, I was watching it, scratching my head like, oh, what? But that's just me. JJ, what about you? Oh, I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> This, I thought, was pretty cool. I didn't have any issues with it. Mark. I'm not getting paid by WWE, I promise. I promise. But anyway, I think it was was personally cool. But when you... When you were talking about how Edge had could have came, and I could see your point of view, MVP didn't need to be involved in it. But, however, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, personally, I think that it set the bar even more higher. Oh, come on, Cliff. <laughs> I thought it set the bar. I, just, I thought it set the bar even higher. I thought it was cool, a nice face-off. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was legit. It made me more excited. I don't know why it didn't make you more excited, but it made me more excited. Chance, get more excited. Get pumped. Get pumped. At this point, they should announce the match. Like, there's no build-up anymore. I seen, I didn't see Edge get his revenge. Announce the match. Like, you see, like, you see what they're doing with AJ and Undertaker. They got a contract signing next week. I bet you, I bet you they're going to announce that match next week. I bet you they are going to get Edge and Orton officially for WrestleMania next week. 
We we see the payoff. Am I wrong though? Like, am am I crazy? You are a little crazy. His revenge. He's gotten his revenge. I all right. One, I'm ready to see them fight. But, I don't know. He, he's gonna get his revenge at WrestleMania when he humiliates him in three minutes. Why does he care about humiliation at this point? What's the what, what? Why does he care about humiliation? He like what? What? He told his wife. He's gonna teach him humility. Humility. You ain't. Randy Orton has not been taught humility since Triple H the thumbs down and beat his shit in. And he's had, and that was his exactly. worst title prank ever. Talk about some humility. What? Exactly. That man, kicked, that man kicked Stephanie in the head and kissed her right in front of Triple H. You want to talk I don't about some humility? Good gracious, man. That was, that was a great right. for, for I'm getting off. I'm getting to rant now, Josh. But go ahead. Talk about it. Like, uh, now I'm getting upset. I, I stupid. That's what it is. It's stupid. It, it was like a one. Get him, Randy. They, Let him know. They're each other before they get to WrestleMania. I think it's pretty cool. I wish you could see it like that. It's like a one-up. Okay, oh, you hit my wife? Well, now I'm going to beat you up. And then now I'm going to hit your wife or something. Oh, that's it. Once you beat him up, that's it. There is no one-up. That's it. You can't one. Randy cannot one-up Edge right now. What? The only thing he can one-up him is if he, you know, RKO's his kids. I Tell him, Randy. Hit Kofi with that truth bomb. Like... Stupid. stupid, 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 stupid. <laughs> That's the second one. Let me tell you what my biggest problem was with this whole segment first, okay? It was the fact that tonight on WWE Monday Night Raw, Edge is going to appear. Commercial break. Tonight, Edge is returning to WWE Monday Night Raw. MVP comes out there. Oh, look, my man's driving up right now in a car. Why is in a fucking car? We've already announced he's going to be on the show. It's not like he made a surprise. If you didn't say Edge was returning, that's it. That's cool because then he could show up in the car, interrupt MVP segment, and then come in and bomb him and then be like, yo, Randy, get your ass out here. And you could have the same kind of things. I agree with you, Chaz, on this about, like, you need to have have him, like – go to get him, but then Randy escapes, you know, like, that has to happen, like, you can't just fuck him up and then be like, oh, yeah, by the way, I did what I did, I can't wait to face you at WrestleMania, nobody's gonna care about the match now, but, like, don't (laughs) announce that Edge is gonna be on the show six weeks after, just let him show up, just don't tell the crowd, don't tell nobody, keep it a secret, and then let him come out, and just have it be a surprise, again, this goes back to something we brought up a couple episodes ago, we are the everything is being ruined like there's no surprises anymore in wrestling like we we know where the only thing we don't know is unless we'll sidetrack that mvp was a surprise mvp uh, starting a faction is a surprise that's how they got me he came with their i want to start a faction i said what idiot what Vince doesn't like factions you couldn't tell me otherwise but Go ahead, yeah, I just, well, I'm just saying, like, surprise-wise, if you think about it, right, we don't know who Jake Roberts is representing. I love that aspect. We know it could be – we know who it could possibly be, but we don't know if it's either one, right? But it's like you announced Edge is going to be back on Raw. So why are you trying to make it look like he's just riding up in his Escalade or in his fucking Yukon and then jumping out the car like, oh, I'm about to spear the next motherfucker? Like, no, just have him walk out. 
or don't tell the WWE crowd and let it be a surprise. Like, I just, I get tired of hearing about, oh, this is what's going to happen on Raw tonight. That's going to happen on Raw. Just surprise me, man. Just shut the fuck up and surprise me. Don't tell me what's going to be on the card. And even if they even if they did announce that Edge was returning, why didn't they start that off with the show? That makes sense, right? Right. You start off with the show, all right, you know Edge is going to be there. Let's start the show off. Edge is already there. He still opens up the show. He's like, yeah, I'm here. I'm not waiting. Randy, bring your ass out here. Mm-hmm. You could still and all – if you wanted to – if you wanted to keep with this whole let's get MVP out here, you could have still did all that opening the show. Now, I get it why you got to keep the viewers in. It keeps them in, you know. I get that. I understand that side of it, you know. But this whole thing, like, they literally had the best thing going in wrestling right now. And what did they do? They took a doo-doo on it and sold it to us. We all got smelly doo-doo last night on Monday Night Raw. Now, I thought it was, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty refreshing. Well, I'm glad you like doo-doo. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad it took me 18 years to find out that you a doo-doo liker. And so I'm glad I know this now. We're gonna move on to a lighter because topic, because uh, these past two topics, I'm, I'm. If I if I if I say anything else, I might blow a gasket, and <laughs> I might I might listen. Depending on what you say for your favorite WWE moment, I might blow another gasket. I might I might fire you. <laughs> so anyway, so our next topic's not necessarily a debate. It's more of a I guess a fun, lighthearted topic. We're going to give uh, our favorite WWE moments. Now, that's a lot, um, especially for me and Cliff, who've been watching wrestling as long as we have been living. Oh, wait, Josh, you, you can say that too, can't you? Since I was, like, around, like, five, so, I mean, yeah. Yeah, close enough. So, yeah. favorite WWE moment. Okay, I will I'll start mine. My favorite WWE moment, hmm, has, uh, I guess, honestly, has got to be, and it's probably because when I was a kid, I always remember it when I was Taker a kid. Taker versus HBK? No, it was not Taker versus HBK. What? I, didn't, I, I didn't see that match till like, weeks later, because I didn't buy, we didn't buy the pay-per-view. I remember there was a little, a blog chat that WWE had, and they would give, like, the, like, tell you, like, not play-by-play, -play, but give you updates on the pay-per-views. It was a long time ago. But, no, my favorite WWE moment. That. You remember that? I forgot what it was called. But, like, yeah. And they would give me. That's how I, yeah, that's how I knew that uh, Sean did not beat the streak. Um, but um, my favorite WWE moment actually is DX. And them <laughs> dropping the feces. Oh, yes. <laughs> on the Spirit Squad and Vincent Shane. Um, I loved, everyone knows my favorite, my all-time favorite wrestler is Shawn Michaels, and right underneath him is AJ Styles, but, um, I'm a huge DX fan, I, I love everything, the, 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 the Rebels, the, the crotch chop, I was that kid in school giving people the crotch chop, and my teacher saying, don't do that, like, that was me. 
I, I that was me. So I love DX and seeing the CCs going on the Spirit Squad has got to be my favorite moment because at the time I'm still kind of on the fence on if it's real or if it's not. So I'm like, oh my goodness, that's doo doo. <laughs> <laughs> And it's on Vince and Shane, and they're slipping and sliding and and about to throw up. It was it, it was hilarious. So that's that's my favorite WWE moment, and that was that was a Monday Night Raw. So, all right, Cliff, favorite WWE moment. He's gonna say when uh, I already know. He's gonna say when Hulk Hogan picked up Andre the Giant because he was there as a kid. <laughs> How did you oh, guess? You I knew it. Uh, no, uh, well, no, where, it's where, not. Where you... <laughs> Stop it, JJ. No. So, um, honestly, my favorite moment in WWE history would have been WrestleMania 22 when Rey Mysterio won the heavyweight championship. I've I've made it no secret; he is my favorite wrestler of all time. Um, and seeing him win because I had followed him from ECW to WCW to WWE, and to watch his journey go all the way through, and then, you know, ultimately him win the biggest prize uh, over Kurt Angle and Randy Orton um, just made it, like, that much better for me. Um, and I remember I was watching this with a good friend of mine. His name's Anthony and my ex and Anthony's father. And I, I shit you not, um, I know a lot of people, like, had cried during, like, Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels match, but I, I did. I shed a tear when Rey Mysterio won, because I just felt like I was, in, like, invested in this man's career to, like, no, like, to no end, and to just watch him win, I was like, yo, this is, like, one of the happiest moments of my life, <laughs> so it'll, it'll never, it'll never leave my side, like, I don't know, that's it. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that, that emotional investment, so my second one, I, I'll just, just to piggyback, was, uh, it's actually AJ's debut um, when he debuted in the Rumble. That was going that. I was debating on whether those two, but because I remember I was at, I was in my college dorm room, and I had all my friends because they knew I watched wrestling. They knew I was a wrestler, so I had them all watch this because I knew the rumors. And when AJ showed up, I'll never forget it. I was like, oh, my gosh, I am witnessing history. I had tears in my eyes. So I, I watched AJ in TNA, and, and I seen him in, in New Japan. I watched his ROH stuff, so... I can agree with that emotional connection, you know. Cause I I bawled like a little baby when I saw AJ. Him, I never forget it. Michael Cole's stupid ass. Here it could it be? Is it? No, it's oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll give you I'll give you my second favorite moment. Um, my second favorite moment was coincidentally also tied with Randy Orton <laughs> um, when Evan Bourne did the shooting star press off the ah. top and got caught with RKO. I'm not going to – I'm going to post this clip on on the, on the Instagram because I want people to see, like, my face reaction. When I watched, I was just like, oh, shit, Evan Bourne's going to hit the shooting star Oh, my God. Like, my heart died because Randy Orton just got up, and he was just like, yeah, take that, take that, take that. And I was like, you, you take that, Evan Bourne. I'm no longer on your team. And now you know why I, I'm so upset that Edge RKO'd Randy last night. But that's that. Just leave that. 
All right, JJ. I guess now your top two favorite WWE moments. Now these, your career as a podcaster is on the line. <laughs> so I hope these moments are really good. He's gonna say something stupid. I already know. I, I already know it. I can't. I can't. Uh, he's gonna say something stupid. When John Cena beat Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania. <laughs> I see. No, I got something even better. Oh Bray shit. Bray won the championship. You're fired. You're fired. Get off. Get off of this. Get off. Get out. You're... You better be. You better be glad Chris Idol's not on here. You better be glad. Chris, oh, yeah. if you're listening to this, you know, as you've been quarantined in, in your house, um, give JJ the coronavirus. No. Just oh, because he said that his favorite moment was the great colleague <laughs> was winning the world title. Okay, no, 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 no. Okay, that was, that was all jokes. I don't believe I, I don't believe you. I, I don't. <laughs> that's, that, that's the cool thing. You don't believe me. But anyway, no. My favorite WWE moment was when Mae Young gave birth to the hand. We know. Oh my god. He he wasn't even alive. (laughs) But I know I've seen. Yeah. No. Okay. My favorite moment, my all time favorite moment was. Jump roll. <clears throat> Batista beating Triple H. Oh, for the world title? And ending Triple H's reign of terror. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's a good one. That's a good one. I'm, I'm not mad at that. Uh, like, that, Chaz already knows Batista's, like, one of my yeah. favorites. Like, I used to always run around. Let me tell you, a little JJ with his little cashew-shaped head. Going around doing the Batista like machine gun entrance is a cute and funny thing to see because he would do the pyro noises while he did so he just goes do 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 and he goes I walk alone he starts singing yes okay so yeah y'all don't say this boy was a Batista like fanatic Batista should have beat Undertaker. Uh, the right man in the street. <laughs> yes, right. Sneeze on that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry. I was, I'm allergic to bullshit. I, that's why. I, I'm, I'm still upset because I remember Chad showed me the match and I was like little. I was like, I, mean, I was like, Batista's gonna win. Batista's gonna win. Cause it was a video of 2000. Mm-hmm, yep. Because WrestleMania. Sugar Mama mm-hmm. used to work there. But anyway. Yep. Got and the- then I had to get the tombstone. Two. Three. And two. World Heavyweight Champion, The Undertaker. Stop. Stop. My heart. Because I really thought Batista was going to get it. I thought he was going to. Oh. That's right. That's that's right when the shriek was like, oh, we're going to keep this going. I do believe it was at that moment where they were like, yeah, take us as like 17 and 0, guys, if you didn't realize. We can't let this die. And then Brock was like, yeah, let me beat that shit. Actually, quick question. Chaz, when were you born again? 96. Bro, 
Let me tell you, my favorite moment before you were born <laughs> was the first time I ever saw the Legion of Doom. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. Like, Hawk and Animal, dude, I had no idea who they were, right? But just randomly, I just hear, oh, what a rush. And that guitar hit. And these dudes come out with these shoulder pads and then face paint. And I was like, I don't know who these guys are. They're fucking amazing. (laughs) (laughs) And ever since then, I've fallen in love with Hawk and Animal. And I've followed, like, obviously I try to follow them all the way through. And we know what happened to Hawk. But I still follow Animal, like, everywhere. And I swear on all things holy, if I ever get the chance to meet Animal, the first thing I'm going to ask is, can I wear your shoulder pads? Because I just want to be a member of LOD. <laughs> LOD 2020. This guy. <laughs> I can see it now. I see Cliff now with these oversized shoulder pads, and he's, lo- he's looking like a 14-year-old kid. And he has that same <laughs> smile that he has. That grin, like that little grin, like ear to ear, that he's just like, yeah, that's Cliff when he meets, uh, what you call it, LOD. That's you ever funny. See, you ever see the movie uh, Rockstar with Mark Wahlberg? Yes, I have, yes. You know that scene where they're like, he becomes the, lead, the new lead singer, and they're like, hey, it's a tough, it's a, it's a rock band, you're supposed to look tough. Look tough there, buddy. And he just, he's like, he's like. <laughs> yeah. That's me. Yep. Like I'm gonna be like, dude, right. I'm gonna be, right. I'm gonna be sitting there with them shoulder pads, and animals gonna be like, hey, look tough, look tough, guy, and be like, hilarious, <laughs> hilarious. Hey, like so, my second, my second oh, oh yeah, you do got yeah, yeah, your second one. What's your second one? Um, it's it's more recent. Okay. No. Um, I mean, it's it's probably, it's it's, it's it's like the early part of this decade, well, last decade. Like 2012, 13, maybe I can't remember exactly what year, but it's when Rock beat Cena. Ah. I really enjoyed it because I, I actually thought Cena was going to beat him the first time. See, this is why I, w- I wish Idol didn't have coronavirus because I have a, a, a story about uh, Cena and Rock, that first one. We had the biggest argument throughout, like, throughout that whole buildup on who was going to win. He's like, no, Cena's going to go over. He's, he's passing the torch. I'm like, I saw, I'm like, that. this is the Rock prime movie career. You got him back in the ring. Rock's got an ego. He's not taking an L in his hometown. He's not going to make his comeback after seven years to lose in his hometown. That's bull crap. I don't think it, I, my, my math might be wrong on the seven years. But, yeah, I yeah, we had a whole argument. And then when Rock won, I had never, because I watched it with him, I screamed in his face, Ha! Told you! You know what's funny, though, is it's it's funny it's come full circle, right? So I know it's not a topic point that we had, but, like, rumor has it that John Cena doesn't want to take the loss to the Fiend. Oh, it's just so funny how we talked about that with The Rock. Like, The Rock's not going to come back to face Cena for one more match and lose in Miami. That's just not going to happen. So you mean to tell me that John Cena is supposed to lose – in the town that he lives in, in Tampa Bay, to the Fiend, fuck out of here. It's not happening. He's gonna beat the Fiend, and then the Fiend will get his win back at like Backlash, whatever the next pay per view is. I don't yeah. fucking know, but I yeah, I'm just that, like, 
But, no, 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 you're right. You're right. I mean, but yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I can agree with the Rock. Rock, if you've seen it, that was, yeah. Rock Once in a lifetime. Yeah, the, first one, the second time we knew Cena was winning. Oh, yeah, because Rock had, had to, uh, the title. Yeah, and then Rock had to do, uh, was that, uh, that game, that, not, what's it called, that movie? Uh, Mark Wahlberg, actually. Oh, uh, Pain the Game? Pain the Game? Yeah, yeah. that movie. Yeah, that's because they Fast and Furious? Oh, yeah, no, uh, no, no, no. Not that one. <laughs> See, that, that, that was actually, that was, that was, a, that was the past, that was the other WrestleMania movie he promoted. <laughs> Um, but okay. Um, all we got, everybody got some good moments, some good, uh, favorite WWE moments. Hopefully, in the next couple of years, we can say favorite AEW moments. Oh, wow. Yeah. Anyway, we'll move on from that. So, it's always time for my favorite segment, my favorite part of the show, and that's the Red Dog Power Rankings. Let's go! Bum, 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 bum. Oh, you know what? I have to change because I forgot that I have the 15th of March up. Let's go right away into it right now. We are talking at number 10. Shayna Baszler makes her entrance into this. Everybody's trying to figure out, oh, number 10, why? Because you know why. Number 9, <laughs> we're going to put it in with Austin Theory because his match with Swerve Scott was, whoo, I don't want to use another person's uh, gimmick, but it was phenomenal. Um, number eight, we're gonna have to go to SmackDown for their only entrant into this competition. Um, uh, Morrison. It, it does. Right now it does. It really does. Um, number seven, uh, A. Sammy Guevara, Chris Jericho. Uh, can we think of another cooler moment than having two dudes, like, pose together like they did? <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> Let's get into number six. We have Mr. Roderick Strong. Um, normally, I wouldn't put in matches that ended funny, but let's be honest, man. Velveteen Dream beating the shit out of Adam Cole with the chair. I was like, yeah, Roddy won the match, whatever. Um, number five, I found this match to be very interesting, and so I had to put it on this list. Uh, Caleb Conley and C.W. Anderson from N.W.A., um, I love the fact it was a, a last survivor match, like pretty much like whoever lost the match was just getting cut and uh, they won. So big ups to them, man. Number four, um, steel cage match. Great ending, a, a match I just didn't see coming. Dakota Kai makes our list. Uh, God bless, man. Tegan Knox. Feel bad for that. Guy. That, that, that was a, listen, that, I think that finish was probably the most perfect finish for that match. It was just a good, like, outsmart. Like, I outsmarted you. Not, you know, not necessarily like, you know, you can't really cheat. It's no disqualification. It's still cage. But that was a, a real good way of saying, ha-ha, I outsmarted you. What I loved about it, too, was that Rena was like, oh, yeah, you're not you're not getting down. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm like, I kept looking at it. It's like, she's right there. Like, if you're going to do it, just jump on her. And right. I guarantee she's gonna fall, and you can you can win the match, or she catches you, and then Dakota Kai like slips out, and then at that point you'd be like, well, you know, that's why she won because Rena was there to stop her. But pinning her against the cage is like I've never seen this before in any match. I was like, this yeah. was perfect. It's like good job, good job, bro, dog. Way to pick that out. Um, number three, we got to give it to E Lie Drake. And James yeah. Storm, that was a great match. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is it? It's, it's yeah. Funny, man. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Number two. We got to take it to Raw, man, because uh, these guys, did have, they had an incredible match, and then they had another great match right after it. Uh, give it up to the Street Profits, man, because beating Seth and Murphy was was pretty good. And last but not least, our number one spot, we return to NWA, and we give it up to our man, Zicky Dice. Let's oh, go. Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, let's go. Can, can we just touch on the fact that in the top five, right, Three of those spots are held by NWA guys. Like, we're not even talking about WWE, AEW, or <laughs> any other promotion. NWA is holding down the top three, three of the top five spots. I'm telling you, NWA is a really good show. Like, it's just, it's Super. a really good wrestling show. And, like, and I, I, I encourage anybody, if you don't watch NWA Power, you need to check out at least an episode. I don't, it doesn't even have to be a recent one. Catch one of the old ones. I promise you, you will thoroughly enjoy yourself. Thoroughly enjoy yourself. Comes on what Tuesday at six? Was it six oh? Yeah, six six o'clock. Six o'clock like that. Yeah, to catch an episode, guys. Like really, NWA Power. If anything, it's if anything, it's the best wrestling during the week besides you know the, the Wednesday Night Wars. Yeah, and I mean just looking at it, like I said, you know, I mean we have WWE, NXT. Um, SmackDown, well, we'll go Raw, SmackDown, NXT, or, shit, I'm sorry, Raw, NXT, SmackDown, AEW, NXT, NWA, NXT, NWA, Raw, and NWA. So that tells you something about what power is like. They put on great matches, they tell great stories. Um, yeah, it's just, you can, I, I feel like NWA, like, when you watch it, you're thrown back in this old promotion, you have a studio audience. It's just, it's perfect, man. I just, I love watching it. You know, William Corgan, as he likes to be called, or Billy to most of us, coincidentally, he has one of my favorite songs of all time, as well as one of my favorite music videos uh, for Smashing Pumpkins, Tonight Tonight, in case you guys were wondering. Um, he's doing amazing things with that promotion, and I just, I applaud you, sir. You are a genius. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad NWA is back, and it's just, I'm happy. More wrestling and more actually good wrestling. Um, so on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna uh, we're gonna sign off here. Um, that this was our special edition show on a Wednesday or Tuesday night, depending on when you listen to the show. So that being said, we will be back next week, regular time, regular dropping. For your daily dose of the three count wrestling. So I'm your host, Chaz Evans, here with JJ, the Red Dog, and in his absence because of the coronavirus, Chris Idol. We will wish you a happy, 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 happy Wednesday and see you next week. Wakanda forever! Shut up, JJ.